0: are listening to the official podcast of United Recovery Project, the number one luxury rehab center based in South Florida. If you or someone you know is drowning in the sea of addiction, don't worry, we've got your life vest right here. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan with United Recovery Project, and welcome to episode two of our podcast, Thank you for everyone who has reached out with topics that they'd like discussed on the podcast. This episode is inspired by those very submissions, so thank you. We started this podcast despite the fact that so many people are dealing with addiction. We realized that there's a severe lack of education about how to get to the heart of the problem. So one of the most necessary topics surrounding addiction where we need to get educated is the topic of parenting an addict. That's exactly what we want to focus on today. What should be taken into consideration when parenting an addict? What early signs should you look for? What steps can be taken to battle the addiction? How can the family as a whole begin to heal? We want to touch on all of this today. So if you or no, excuse me, if you or you know anyone who is a parent of an addict, please listen in and share this episode as many of these recommendations can be immensely helpful. But before we move forward, I want to take a second to say this. We are in no way challenging parents or accusing parents of co-participating in their child's addiction. On the contrary, our goal is to align with parents and team up with them in the attack against a problem damaging their family. I, for one, have firsthand experience with addiction in the family. To be honest with you, a large part of the reason I joined United Recovery Project is because of the way addiction has changed my own family. Multiple of my family members have laid in caskets from drug-induced early deaths. I have family members that still struggle with addiction today. And in every scenario, I've watched their parents, all of whom I've loved dearly, suffer and agonize over the addiction of their kids. That's killed me since I was a kid. Some parents contributed to the addiction, while some were avid fighters against it but we all need greater awareness regardless about which side of the fence we're on. So let's dive into this, okay? You see, addiction is a systematic problem. This does not mean that a system such as the family system is always at fault. Many times the opposite is true. So many addicts were born into amazing families with loving supportive parents who established healthy boundaries. However, addiction affects everyone in the system And for that reason, it's not something that's experienced exclusively by the addict. Any parent of an addict will tell you the emotional and mental strain of having a child hooked on drugs is indescribably painful. As a result, everyone needs to be educated about this issue. Everyone needs to know what to look for. And everyone needs to know how they can best be prepared to meet this challenge head on. The four areas I want to touch on today are early signs, how to support without enabling, seeking professional help, and helping the family recover. What are the early signs of addiction? Well, that can be rather difficult to answer in a generalized sense, because unless you find your child in possession under the influence or arrested with allegations against them, the warning signs won't always be clearly related to drugs. Behaviors of drug addicts are very similar to those of manipulators, narcissists, and simply rebellious behavior. However, knowing some telltale signs can help parents to take action sooner rather than later. The main thing is, you want to pay close attention to sudden shifts in your child's behavioral patterns and mannerisms. How do they usually speak? What's their demeanor like from day to day? Have they suddenly become more reactive or easily agitated? when previously they were a much calmer, kinder person. Maybe they're exhibiting symptoms of depression, anxiety, or longer periods of seclusion. While these factors do not always indicate the onset of addiction, they are red flags that should encourage you to question them. Ask them how they've been feeling, if things in their life have been going well lately, if they feel loved and valued by you and the people around them. As most in this community probably know, Stress, depression, or the feeling of being a social outcast can all initiate curiosity with drugs or the desire the desire to numb pain. Next, is your child showing an increase in destructive behaviors? Maybe they've been stealing or lying or missing repetitive days of school or work. These are more serious signs that addiction is a potentiality. Here's the important thing to understand about this. Addicts develop a literal relationship with the drug. It's no longer just a substance to them. It's a lifeline, a partner in life, something that there's, that's there for them even when they feel like no one else is. I know that sounds crazy because that doesn't make any sense, but that's what their convoluted thoughts are telling them. And this results in the willingness to acquire the drug at the expense of anyone or anything. A key characteristic of addicts is the willingness to abuse access to resources. If there's money in mom's sock drawer, that's no longer seen as mom's hard-earned paycheck. It's seen as a resource that's necessary to acquire what they need. It's all about what they need and it's not about how that affects anyone else. And the hard truth is there's a strong likelihood they will feel little to no remorse about it. But it's important to get this though. It's not the person that doesn't care. It's their addicted brain that's programmed not to care. Parts of the brain wired for empathy and love towards others are down while the need for the drug upregulates. In essence, their mind and body tell them they need the drug, like a person dying of thirst knows they need water. Their mental function is physically altered by the drug use, so it's important to not internalize these acts as manifestations of their character. Or else you could end up demonizing, attempting to outcast the addict, and being very harsh towards them in a way that can push them away and cause them to dive deeper into the addiction. These behaviors are to be met with very strict and thorough force, mind you but it's vital to not let your response be imbued with anger, shaming, or emotional reactivity on your end. According to Dr. Lawrence M. Weistrich, MD, the author of A Parent's Guide to Teen Addiction, negative actions by the addict need to be handled strategically, not reactively. Respond neutrally when things happen to model the emotional response you want them to have to adversity. When the parent reacts, It communicates that coping mechanisms are valid solutions to pain, just like drug use. And the large majority of addicts beginning to use drugs for this reason continue to desire to numb the pain or at least momentarily escape the pain. So responding neutrally yet sternly will convey that numbing themselves through short-term means is a them thing, not a familial dynamic. Another powerful tool when confronting the addiction is to use emotionally targeted questioning. When an addicted person is confronted from a logical or argumentative standpoint, they will easily use tactics like deflection, dishonesty, and manipulation to avoid accepting guilt. Now, let me say that more plainly. Arguing with your addict does not work. Arguing with an addict does not work you're literally going to feel like you're having a conversation with a brick wall. They will be far more convinced by their urge to use than they will be by their logic. But emotionally targeted questioning can be different. If they are in denial about their addiction, try asking them things that will awaken their own feelings. If you were using with one of your friends and he overdosed and died, how would you feel? Imagine looking into his casket. What thoughts would run through your mind? These types of questions carry a lot of power. While many addicts would not be phased by this depending on their level of addiction, it can have a lasting effect for those who still have at least moderate levels of empathy intact. Nonetheless, this needs to be said. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, if your son or daughter is truly in the throes of addiction, this is a beast much bigger than you can handle alone. Professional help is necessary. I strongly advise a dual approach of getting professional help and joining a local family program for addicts. Family programs for the families of addicts can be found through a quick Google search accompanied by entering your location. Also, Alcoholics Anonymous, or AA, and NA meetings allow for family participation. This is highly recommended. All these resources serve as support systems both for the addict and the family members. Every single person in the family needs to recover from addiction. Regarding professional help, it goes without saying that a highly effective treatment and detox center is necessary. That's exactly why United Recovery Project was founded. Not only to provide the best care and elite medical assistance, but to provide a family-oriented, passionate staff whose focus is the person in recovery. The next topic I wanna touch on is how parents can make sure they're helping versus enabling their addict. We as humans, particularly when we become parents, are hardwired to support, love, and protect our children. It's imbued in our mammalian DNA. That's a beautiful thing. But the problem is how this tends to manifest in a very unhealthy manner that sustains the disease instead of helping the child. Please hear what I'm about to say. If your child is an addict and they're not actively getting professional or organization-based help for their addiction, then giving them resources on a constant basis is most likely enabling. Are they holding down a steady job? Are they at least in groups like AA or NA? If your child is living at home rent-free while they continue to use and disregard the need to quit, you are enabling. If every time they go to jail for their addiction, you bail them out, you're enabling. If you're constantly giving them money to survive, but you know that they can't be trusted with cash, you're enabling. And this doesn't mean you have to be cold and emotionalist towards them, but it means you're helping the problem, not helping the solution. If you want to help them survive, buy groceries instead of getting cash. If you want to let them live at home, that's perfectly fine, but it should come with expectations and boundaries. Either they're actively seeking professional help while they're there, or they're paying you rent while simultaneously maintaining the rules of the household. Otherwise, you're training your child to believe that they can manipulate the world around them to get their needs. They won't be inspired to change. In fact, an enabling parental scenario is far more likely to drive them even deeper into addiction. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to leave your kid in a jail cell instead of getting them. I know the idea of them sleeping on the street is emotionally crushing. But the goal here is not coldness. It's short-term struggle for long-term benefit. Momentary pain is sometimes required if we want recovery to be real and long-lasting. Because no matter how much you beg or fight or cry, No matter what you do, you can't recover for your addict. They have to want it on their own. I'm sorry, but sometimes the harsh reality of life is what's required for that. And you don't have to feel as if things will never change. You don't have to feel the guilt of saying, am I being a bad parent by doing this? No, you're being bold. You're choosing the long-term success over the short-term Band-Aid. And that's to be respected, that's to be honored, and that is loving your child. That is giving them what they really need as opposed to what they want. That is choosing what's going to benefit them as opposed to avoiding the negative pain of doing the hard thing. You're choosing the hard thing when you say no, when you understand that a yes would be enabling. So if you're hearing this and you're a parent of an addict, I honor you, but sometimes it's needed to do the hard thing. So let me just say, these recommendations are not about eliminating the tendency to protect and support your children. It's about reframing the story we tell ourselves about them. What does protection really mean when you're talking about a person in the depths of destructive addiction? Truly protecting your children, regardless of whether they're young or adult, is not giving them a momentary escape from pain. It is doing what's necessary to give them their best shot at a brighter future. So the last thing that I want to talk about is facilitating familial recovery. Because when addiction is wrought throughout a family, it's not just the addict that's suffering. It's not just the addict that's endured pain and shame and negligence. It is the entire family. So familial recovery is necessary just as much as recovery is necessary for the individual that's addicted. You have to figure out what's happening emotionally. You need to take reconnaissance over how you're feeling and the stresses that you're taking on on a day-to-day basis. How does it make you feel that your child is addicted? What are the ways in which you attempt to cope with your stress? Are you having physiological manifestations? Maybe it's health issues. Maybe you have pain or inflammation in your body. You have to say to yourself that my healing is as necessary as their healing and my healing can't come at the expense of them. You can't allow their disease to make you feel the symptoms as if you were diseased yourself. So oftentimes, getting help from a therapist or going to counseling, family counseling especially, can be a major help. Taking time to take care of yourself, to do things that may get you into a brighter mind state, whether it be meditation, whether it be tasks or groups that can assist you with this. As we stated before, there are family programs that assist families in feeling better and maintaining the strength to uphold their position in the recovery process. So regardless of where you are, if you are a parent of an addict, or if you're within the family where an addict is present, or you simply know someone who is, please take all of this into consideration. Get professional help. Ask the right questions. Make sure that you're being strategic in your communications with the addict instead of reactive. Make them feel loved and make them feel seen, but also do not be a doormat. Do not fall victim to their manipulative strategies and put yourself in a position so that the addict, you as parents and the family can thrive and enter into long-term recovery. Because the one thing I want you to leave away with is, no addict is a foregone conclusion and the pain can be healed. It just needs to take the right steps. And sometimes that's gonna involve doing the hard stuff and it's also going to involve being patient with the process. But the thing I guarantee you is it can result in recovery. So we love you, and we hope that this has been helpful. You have just listened to the official podcast of United Recovery Project, the number one luxury rehab facility based in South Florida. If you or someone you know is looking for treatment or the ideal facility to enter rehab, we would love to be of assistance. You can call us at 866-680-8063. That's 866-680-8063. You can also find us on Facebook or at United Recovery Project and you can also find us on Instagram at United underscore recovery. So seek us out. And if you liked this, if you enjoyed this, or if you feel that this episode can help someone, please like, share, and spread the word. So you guys have a fantastic day. And to all addicts, to all families of addicts, we are united together in recovery. Thank you.